0: Mm-hmm. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. ...roots, alchemy of food, and how it impacts self, soil, and society. We are going to look at winter and summer, and being that we revolve around the sun, and that we, depending where you are on the planet, get to experience these seasons. Those that are close to the equator, it's a little bit different, but in the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere, we have these two distinct seasons or they're closely accessible and no matter where you are these seasons are happening and we're all playing a part in it and food and the way we consume it is a beautiful analogy of how we potentially want to utilize energy throughout the year so we can mirror nature and bring ourselves closer to the harmony that we were intended to live in on this planet, which will make it actually easier for us all to be here together. So what we're going to do right now is I want you just to be in that review, that recapitulation stage of where you're at with consumption of food during winter and summer. And we're going to finish listening to that song that we started with. That was Primitive Eskimo, and this is the Soft Summer Solstice Remix as you move to this kind of trancy music, allow yourself to just really think about your habits in the winter, in the summer, and then we're going to go through some simple information about how you can bring yourself into harmony and draw the lines to how that will impact your everyday life and the world around you. So when we come back, we'll dive right in. That was Primitive Eskimo, and that was Soft Summer Remix, Solstice Remix. And hopefully during that segment, you were able just to reflect back on your behavior typically during winter and summer and what occurs. So it's really interesting. I was just reflecting that in both winter and summer, there's this opportunity to slow down and move very rapidly. And It's not surprising because the other side of the planet is experiencing either a lot of yang energy, which is the male energy, or a lot of yin energy, and we could pick up on wanting to counterbalance that extreme uh, (laughs) feeling of energy on one side or the other of the season. However, if we can be uh, more balanced with our yin and our yang energy, then we will feel more in balance for our entire life. So, what I wanted to start off with was that, <clears throat> you know, first of all, what is nature teaching us? So, this is something that I really like to point out, is that if you have something going on in your life, you can always take a walk out into nature and see what nature is mirroring, okay? We can spend a lot of time reading books and not learning to listen to nature, not learning to experience what nature is teaching us, and... Uh, get the lessons and the answers to what you might be looking for so you don't need to look into a crystal ball or you don't need to do any of that other than be present with your surroundings so today I love what nature is reminding me of is impermanence that's what I'm here to help people through change impermanence and the doves outside that are making a nest outside my window had spent all day since Thursday making a nest, and the whole thing came down. And they're rebuilding it today, and I was so thinking, wow, they're not going to use what was there before because that obviously didn't work out. They're going to gather new stuff, and they're not upset about it. They're just beautifully working away at it and creating what they need to create. So this was a reminder today that, you know, if something doesn't go your way and falls apart doesn't mean give up on it just keep moving towards what you're working at and that you know in your heart. So the same is true with our food. <clears throat> a lot of people especially in modern western cultures there's an obsession sometimes with being healthy in a way that's not healthy. And there there might be an obsession with dieting or making the physical body look a certain way. Now, that could be considered an art form. However, anything that's not in balance can be too much. And right now, you know, we're living at the end of Kali Yuga, and we're seeing the end result of a society that didn't necessarily uh, work out the best way in many accords. However, we've also realized a lot of beautiful things, too, in that process sometimes the greatest learning comes from learning from our mistakes, owning our mistakes, and then moving forward. And I think a lot of people have learned a lot of valuable lessons that their energetic beings will carry forward into the future and potentially embody uh, the next time around. So how this relates to summer and winter is that nature is showing us. She's shown us time and time again, as long as this planet's been around and we've been around in some form, whether it's been algae, a mushroom, a flower, a person, doesn't really matter, but whatever we were doing and experiencing, she's shown us how this world system operates. Like I've used the analogy before, if you had a Ferrari, let's say, that car is designed, it's engineered differently than, let's say, a, a Prius. So those two cars are designed completely different, and their operating system is different, and you would treat them as such, all right? It doesn't make one better or worse than the other. They're just two complete different systems. So we live on planet Earth. We don't live on Pluto. Uh, We don't live on the moon. We don't live on Mars. And um, even though we're having a lot of uh, conjunctions, all those astrology buffs out there will appreciate what that means. Uh, But we live here on planet Earth. And this Earth system has an operating system. It has a way to regenerate everything it has into something else so this is what nature is teaching us and she also teaches us about seasons and cycles around the moon I mean around the sun with the moon and that shows us how to plant that shows us what foods eat during certain seasons and guess what when we do that we're in harmony with our planet earth our mothership And no longer are we trying to do something when it's not that time in the right season. So we'll look at the big picture here. Summer, what happens in summer if you're in a place on the planet that has uh, somewhat distinct seasons? uh, Lots of veggies, fruits, cooling, sweet, savory are both in abundance. And typically, typically this can be considered time for vacation, gathering, relaxation. In addition, we'll get to this, but this is also potentially a time to be saving your resources, not spending them all for winter. And this can not only mean food, but other resources. And we'll explain that in a little bit. So that's your young time of year. And this is all forward motion. All this food gives us a lot of energy and uh, vitality and also has properties to help us uh, work with our thermal dynamics as they relate to the earth and the sun during the season. In addition, and then we have that opportunity to regenerate uh, and prepare ourselves as we migrate into fall and winter, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere right now. Winter, there's a lot of simpler crops, this is also typically a time from the fall harvest to winter, that winter is a time of repose, of death a time to let Mother Earth rest. So that's where those reserves come in. And this is one thing I would love to really see come into balance because there's a lot of pressure to spend a lot of money in the winter. (coughs) And really, the spending should come from reserves that were generated in the summer. And you wouldn't be really crazy at that time of year because... Then we would start mirror what nature is doing, and we'd be more in harmony with our natural flow to regenerate and reproduce. Uh, in indigenous cultures, they'll save certain foods, store certain foods, so they have it, especially if you live in a colder climate, for the winter months, because you wouldn't be able to grow it during the winter. So we start to see these parallels, in nature telling us how to be on the mothership, but we've tried to be smarter than nature. And we don't understand why it won't necessarily work. So, and this is an inward time, time of giving the feminine a rest, being in repose, and welcoming in the water, which is in the form of snow, as we flow into the spring, so we have healthy crops for summer and um, spring, and we we help uh, feed our fire, so to speak, that yang energy, so why would we want to mirror nature? I've given you a couple clues, but the reason we'd love to mirror nature, potentially, or I would, is that uh, our choices slowly start to ripple out in society, and they assist in bringing the ecosystem into balance, so you may not have the ability to go after and change some large initiative on this planet Earth, however, it's so beautiful. The, The power the individual has is quite immense because what happens is if you start to change your habits, it starts to impact the people around you, especially if they're um, well balanced and in harmony. And guess what? They start to shift their habits. It's not because you told them, you might have told them, but they might all of a sudden start asking questions and thinking and shift their habits. Then what happens? When those habits shift, it creates a shift in supply and demand. And then soon enough, you have this change flowing throughout the planet. I've talked about this before. We're seeing this in agriculture right now. It is shifting because the individual took responsibility and is making choices. It's not all there. People are still kind of on the fence. Some people will go for it. Some people want to pay a little bit less for produce because the the price tag, since we're a money-driven society right now, a global money-driven society, this is the psyche that happens, but there are people that are saying, oh, you know, I'm going to pay a little bit more, even though it actually costs less to produce something organic for this versus that. So, But we're slowly seeing this, and what's going to happen? The suppliers are going to realize, wow, all the people that are buying our stuff are starting to want this clean food. They don't want this anymore, and then it shifts. So it didn't come from someone going down and Yelling at the industrial farmers It slowly happened And this is that ripple effect That that occurs just by Shifting our behavior So Then What else happens is We start to bring Our physical, mental, and emotional body Into harmony So again, if we're driving the Ferrari We're going to put different gas in that car We might be driving at a different speed Because it's engineered differently Than if we're in the Prius you're going to be putting electricity in it and there's a silent factor to it versus the Ferrari so being on the mothership we are going to if we so do choose bring ourselves into a flow with her harmony we're going to bring ourselves into a conversation with her and that creates harmony and then we will engage in a conversation with Mother Earth so when you start to realize, oh, this is the season to have peach cobbler or a fresh peach uh, if you're living in certain areas, or avocados, and I'm going to have them then, she's producing that food at that time for a reason. I've talked about this before. And you engage in a conversation. And guess what happens from there? You improve your listening skills. Because you realize, oh, wow, I'm living here. I'm supposed to be eating salads and lettuce and Corn and veggies that all grow here tomatoes all these things and they're abundant right now and she wants me to fuel up because what are you doing you're creating this reserves you're helping your immune system because in winter you're going to be eating a little bit simpler heavy foods and those foods are going to take you longer because there's not going to be as abundant but they're going to be rich in minerals uh, earth energy but it's going to feed you in a different way so when we start to listen, we realize, oh, okay, this is what I need. And then we can decide, you know, where we're going to have just pure gluttonous pleasure every once in a while, but realize that our body can't always handle that, nor were we potentially designed for that. But doesn't mean we can't experience it. It doesn't mean we can't do these things. We just do it a little bit more mindfully. We notice, there's a lot of examples of people that like to go out to eat, There's a lot of restaurants that will do seasonal food. They'll be purchasing from their local farmers, and their menus will shift with the seasons, which is really lovely because they're helping you understand, oh, this is this time of year. We have strawberry salad because it's strawberry season. (coughs) And you can make that difference if you so do choose. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to take another little break. This song is called... is called... Shane Nan Han sacred by Sacred Spirit and this is a ode to the winter ceremonies and the white buffalo out at Hopi when the white buffalo dances start in January this is after the earth has had its resting period and this is where they're calling for snow they're calling for the water so that we have our rivers full and those rivers start at the mountain top, and that's where we have those ice caps. And as the rivers come down, and that's what feeds our towns and our villages and our crops and our fields and provide for a beautiful spring to summer. So if you think about that transition for yourself right now, I would love for you to reflect how you would like to bring yourself into right relationship with the agricultural system on this planet and then when we come back, we'll simply explore how we can support ourselves during winter and summer months to help provide ourselves balance and harmony and knowing that that little ripple effect will start to shape shift the community and the world around us. bringing it right back to here and as you have that moment to reflect if you would like to bring yourself into harmony with summer and winter and what's possible during that process. And as I mentioned earlier in this segment, is that if you are close to the equator, you'll know that certain food groups don't predominantly exist there because they would actually spoil. So if you live in an island environment... Dairy isn't this predominant force necessarily there because they could spare it could spoil a little bit easier. Um, It doesn't mean that it doesn't exist in these type of environments like in India. It most definitely does, but it's there for different reasons. And then in some locations it doesn't exist at all. So that's another reminder as to nature mirroring something to us. And actually, while we're on the topic of dairy. You know, nowhere in nature are there any animal species doing this other than at birth, you know, sharing the milk, and then they move beyond it. So something to think about. Again, there's still this factor of experience and pleasure and joy here on planet Earth, and it's not to say that she isn't providing us this beautiful canvas to do that, but are we doing it mindfully? That's a question you can ask yourself. So to recap, uh, in the beginning, we talked about uh, <laughs> the word. No, I'm just joking. We talked about uh, why would we would want a mirror nature. And as I mentioned, it's, it creates this little ripple effect that becomes a big r- r- ripple effect out into society. And then this helps assist you in bringing your physical, mental, and emotional body into harmony. And then you're actually driving a Ferrari or a Prius in the way it was intended. So then we would actually be sitting in the mothership, driving her through space in a way that's harmonious for her and for us, which is really magical. And then we'll improve our listening skills, which will relate to our overall communication skills when we do this. So during that segment, if you had an opportunity to reflect back on how you like to bring yourself in right relationship with food and then from here, what we're going to do is we're going to explore some simple ways to start to improve that listening skills that I w- the listening skills that I was talking about. So in the summer, we have in uh, whenever you experience it on the planet, but we have fire, heat. So we have a need for what water, cooling. Now it doesn't mean that we need ice in our body, especially by Ayurvedic principles. Our internal organs are warm. So when we put ice-cold things in our body, that might temporarily cool us down. However, it also will create an offset. So you want to be mindful with that indulgence of real cold that goes into the system, especially if you tend to be what's known as a pitta dosha and run warm constantly, then you might have a little bit more tolerance to icy things or crave them. However, you can bring that inner body temperature, that inner agni, the digestifier down by eating cooling foods. So, now this wouldn't be a surprise why all of a sudden we could grow all these crops of lettuces and vegetables and eat salads in the summer, and it actually feels good to eat those salads. Where in the winter, it might feel good, but it might not feel as good because we're wanting to keep warm. Even though our agni's running at a certain rate to help keep us warm, if we put cool food on that agni, it might make us cold and cause dampening when we need to stay warm, and that would be the reason we would eat heartier foods, uh, maybe not as much uh, variety, and uh, a little bit less, because we're going to be more like the bear, potentially, in hibernation. For summer, let me go back there for a second, uh, cooling down. So you can think about to start that listening conversation. Ask yourself, what's growing in the local neighborhoods here where you're living? And what's growing at my local farms? Now, because we've shifted the conversation, the ripple started, we have a lot more CSAs, we have a lot more urban and rural farms that welcome community to eat their product, and we have restaurants participating in this. So the ripple effect is there. We're getting back to a new version of farming, and it's just so magnificent to see this happening and what the next iteration will be. What I'd like to share with the summer trends is that you have this opportunity to oftentimes think about your physical body, uh, one, because it might need to be cooled down, but also a lot of people use it as a time to get in shape, so to speak. There seems to be an inspiration for this right after winter, into spring, and then into summer. Now, nowhere in nature does she show us dieting. So all mass media has taught us about dieting and eat this, this is good, this is bad. Well, you know, I don't really think that she produces anything that's good or bad. She produces beautiful things for us to enjoy. So if you start to listen and have this conversation with her, she will guide you to what would be in your highest and best interest In the food world, if you eat a lot less packaged foods, you'll find, wow, I just need a a beautiful nectarine right now, or a plum, or I don't want to eat any of that um, cantaloupe or melon because it makes me have a reaction. You'll be guided to something else. And the more you do this, you'll find your food gets pretty simple. You're still enjoying yourself, but it just is a different conversation, and you'll realize that you only take what's needed. Now, if you do want to create a dinner or a meal and enjoy with family and friends, this is so beautiful and a great way to enjoy yourself. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I made a pie because this is a time of year you can make cherry pies. I love making pies, but I don't need to eat a whole pie, And if I did, I would start to get ill because of that. So if I make a dessert and something that's really yummy, I will enjoy a little bit with my family, and then I'll share it with the neighbors in the community, and that gives them a treat, uh, and it brings things into balance and harmony, and also it really is a special treat because this is the time of the year that I get to have that, and then you know, I don't always need it to be in the form of a pie. It could just be the fresh fruit. But these are those are ways that you can come together with friends and family, have a conversation, connect. And that's where a lot of this food culture was uh, created from because people were living off farms. and They're like, oh, if I take this and this, I can make this. And sure enough, in these different regions of the world, all this cuisine was birthed, not because we weren't, Supposed to eat it, but it was birth because that was what was around, and everyone was out in the fields working all day, and the people, some people were in the kitchens, and everyone came together and got to share their experiences for the day, and connect through that conversation, which Mother Nature loves, and the food, and then reconnect to one another, and then go back out into the world. And what's interesting is because this cultural food, then the the chef in the kitchen became the medicine woman or the medicine man, because, oh, someone has a cold. Well, this is what's growing in the season. In the winter, oh, garlic and onions. This is growing. You're going to eat that. That's a probiotic. Oh, it'll cut down your viral. It'll help your lungs, whatever it might be. Oh, we have these herbs in the garden. This will help you. You're not taking them every day as supplements, but you're just listening to the conversation, and suddenly your food becomes this way of coming into wellness. There's this beautiful... um, soup that's made by um, one of the local restaurants here, it's a Thai hot and sour soup, and that really, those spices and that soup really harmonizes my body. Now, do all those ingredients grow here naturally? No. <laughs> However, my soul body, my body that's lived many lifetimes, or my energetic body that's lived many lifetimes, has a resonance with uh, the East, Eastern Asian part of the planet, so those herbs help me, and they still help me in this lifetime. especially if I get a throat or a cold. I can have that, and it will bring me back into wellness. So for summer, we're going to want to bring ourselves down in temperature-wise, keep a balanced pitta so our emotions don't flare. Uh, We can do this by uh, having something cool to drink. You can blend up these summer fruits into a nice smoothie, uh, something cool. You can let it come to room temperature before you uh, blend it up. Or you can also create, um, and this gets us back to Ayurveda, because they do use ghee, yogurt. Yogurt's a probiotic, a digestive enzyme. And they have a need for this, especially in India um, and in different parts of the planet. But what's really fun is you can make a mango lassi, a rose lassi. That would be a rose petal preserve, uh, with a little uh, sweetener in there, cardamom, water, and yogurt. And that's really yummy. Cooling. Rose is very cooling. Uh, rose water you can spray on yourself. There's a mango milk that I am really fascinated with. I've been making this past week. You can, if you are a dairy drinker, you can put milk in there. You can uh, take fresh almonds the night before, raw almonds, soak them, remove their skins, and blend that up. Uh, again, let it come to room temperature. You're going to add, when you blend the almonds, you're going to add a little bit of nice spring water, filtered water, and then you can add a little mango to it, and it's really, really yummy. Or you can flavor it however you want, or just have it plain almond milk. Again, it's a, a beautiful cooling drink and really medicinal for you on so many levels. And you can, in that mango, add a little cardamom, cinnamon, too. Listen to the conversation of what works for you and see where you go from there so now we're going to dive into winter for those people that are on the winter side of the planet experiencing that right now summer's that young time uh, a lot of fire and then in winter we're calling in the water so that during the summer we have that cooling crops so what's going to happen in um, winter is to stay well in winter you're going to favor a warming nourishing diet uh, that will pacify the vada, I mentioned the pitta in the winter, uh, with and then without aggravating the kapha. So, vada tends to be more airy, kapha is more earthy, so I find it interesting, um, me mentioning without aggravating kapha, so if we know that's a primary element. In the doshas in Ayurveda, you have two elements governing each dosha. and The uh, kapha, the earth element, is very strong there. So this is a great time of year in the winter to eat rice, wheat, healthy oils, ghee, coconut, linseed, avocado, hemp. You might say, well, the avocados aren't growing. Again, if we go into agricultural oils, that you would uh, gather these items in the winter. You would create coconut oils from the, the summer crops. You would create avocado oil from the summer, spring to summer avocado crops, and then you could use them in the winter. Now, that's part of the preserve part. You can make warm nut or seed milks, um, which help um, promote longevity. Raw honey is excellent. helps clear mucus and aggravated kapha due to its heat and drying channel clearing effect. Um, Having a warm breakfast is an excellent way to keep uh, the body in balance in the winter. Uh, Porridge with ginger and cinnamon. My kids love it when I make some roasted apples with cinnamon in there, and that makes them feel like they're having an apple pie in the morning with all nice spices in there. Uh, Then you can also, during the summer, I mean the winter, allow yourself to, do the Abiyanga, the warm oils, saunas, steam rooms to ward off colds. And you can use the saunas and the steam rooms year-round, uh, but especially in the winter, get those impurities out and flush them from your system. And there's, it's not by accident like places like Sweden that that uh, is a sauna culture, and they realize the benefit, especially in areas where you have extreme cold for a long period of time, they start to They seek out, okay, I'm ready for a sweat in the middle of the winter because they're seeking out that warmth and that clearing because stagnation can occur. Another thing is a little heat can help during the winter in the foods to keep everything moving and uh, also keep any stagnation where you get a cold or a virus, especially since we're a little bit more sedentary also in the winter, this is our time to have a little bit more sleep. Uh, and this helps. So imagine, you know, we're on a planet, and which we are, <laughs> but it's the planet says, okay, I can handle everyone being really active on this side of the planet, but I need all of you guys to be really still. If you've ever flown through Guam, uh, they won't, won't let you uh, stand up, at least when you're flying to the Philippines. You can't stand up while the plane is being refueled when you're on Guam, you can't even get off the plane, and so it's kind of that analogy is that, you know, we could be a little bit more still for our brothers and sisters that are having a good time on the other side of the planet, hold that space, hold that, call in the water so we can replenish what they've used up, and then hopefully they can do the same for us when they're going through their winter And they're being still and honoring that we're using a little bit extra in the summer and vice versa. And then we have enough reserves. We are mindful enough saying, oh, wow, it's going to be cold in the winter. And I'm going to have shorter days. And I would like to have more time to prepare to be still and regenerate and not have to do as much. I'm going to save some of my reserves for these oils and for uh, pumpkins that can be stored. So I can have pumpkin pie, all these different things the winter. So, in the end, what this all means is that if you slowly start to think about your food, what you're eating, when you're eating it, this will have this beautiful ripple effect between self, then your family and your tribe, then out into the society and deepen your conversation with Mother Earth, you will begin to learn how the mothership is orbiting through space and how we can operate her in the most stellar way uh, and have a really good time during the process. So if you have any questions or feedback or want to connect a little bit deeper to the alchemy of food as it relates to you and explore what your body is communicating to you based on what's going on, please feel free to email me at Toro at gmail.com. Until next time, we're going to exit out with a little Sweden. Swedish chant <laughs> and really uh, say hello to the moon tonight if you haven't already experienced it in the southern hemisphere. Say hello to the, the full moon and until next time, this is she signing out with a full heart, a big smile, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply <laughs>